Hello and welcome to the second edition of the Best in Leeds podcast. Um, I'm your host Craig Jones and sat across from me is Christian Johnson. Hello, I'm back again. How are you doing Christian? Yeah, very well, excited for the for the second edition. Um, nice Easter? Yeah, yeah, it was alright wasn't it? I know you were in the office beavering away, working hard, but uh, yeah, keeping everyone entertained. I still got a few eggs, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Um, Christian, obviously, obviously back after Easter and this is now the second edition. I think before we press on, we say thank you to the listeners for the first one. It was great to get the feedback as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I hope, uh, hope people enjoyed it. And uh, if there are things that people want to hear more of or less of, then do get in touch and let us know. You know, that's, that's what we're here for. It's, it's for you guys. Hopefully not too much less of, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we did something <laughs> right. Um, so in this edition, we've got um, two decent features for you coming up in this edition. Um, the first one will be with Chaos, the legendary nightclub, which is returned to Leeds um, for the 30th anniversary. And then also we've got a feature on the band, the Take That Musical, which came to the Grand um, last week. Um, so firstly, obviously Chaos. Chaos, um, obviously both of us not being from Leeds originally and not being probably of an age to have attended a Chaos night, probably not, uh, well legally anyway. Um, <laughs> so Chaos was a big night in the 80s and 90s, um, big on the sort of dance and rave scene. And it's coming back for the Leeds International Festival. Tony Hannon, the promoter of that, will be talking to us about it, Christian. Do you know much about it yourself? Or? I didn't until I listened to the interview, but the interview is fascinating. You'll hear it in, in just a moment. Um, and it just seemed to have such a, a cult following. Hopefully some of our listeners who, who are tuning in will, will remember and maybe attended some of those chaos nights. And it, it sounded as though it was a, a really sort of... Uh, niche night out that, that game following not just in Leeds but as you'll hear in the interview people came from all over the country to attend this this massive club night in Leeds and it sort of set off a bit of a trend it brought a lot of uh, a lot of people to Leeds like I say but it set off a bit of a trend for for really sort of hardcore ravers I guess in the city who, who, who absolutely loved it yeah exactly and the good news is if you were one of them Tails is coming back for one night only. Yeah, it'd be massive for those guys, won't it? I mean, you know, we we all remember the the clubs that we went to as a as a youngster. You and I are getting on a bit now, Craig. And, uh, but <laughs> we'll we we've all soon. got we've all got fond memories, haven't we, of the clubs that we went to with our mates back in the day? And and for the guys who who. Were, were massive fans of chaos this is just brilliant news because they can relive their youth they can relive those amazing nights that they had out in Leeds exactly and it would be taking over Millennium Square on April 28th uh, for a big massive rave basically it's, it's a little bit like I mean I don't think Tony wanted to go too much down this line but it's a little bit like obviously the Hacienda Classical which has come back over the last couple of years there will be classical performances but also there'll be DJs as well and Brandon Block was one of the ones he, he speaks about in the interview in a second and the other thing as well which is great to note when it launched on the 28th of April for the big one-off event there's also going to be an exhibition as well, looking back at them chaos nights, which I'm sure people will maybe enjoy and also maybe cringe seeing how their fashions were back in the, <laughs> back in the 90s and 80s. But um, that will be at um, Trinity as well. Should we have a little listen, Christian? Let's have a listen. Hi, my name's Tony Hannon. Um, I created Chaos Soaking Up Your Onsen um, that laid the platform in Leeds um, for maybe what's happening today still. Uh, Tony, tell us a bit about the event coming up. I mean, it's a big milestone, and obviously, you must be so excited for it coming. Really excited. Um, obviously, one foot in the rave has, has been a saying that's been going around for 20, 30 years. We were, we were joking about this in Ibiza many years ago, and uh, I always thought it'd be a great name for an exhibition. Um, and it was just a matter of timing. Um, I met Sharon last year over a glass of wine and we were talking about different projects and I said oh, I've always loved to do this um, One Foot in the Rave exhibition and of, of course you know she was like great let's do it <laughs> and um, she got me in a headlock and um, we're here now and it's happening in a month's time and the pressure's on um, <laughs> but it's so exciting to have all the clubs, basics, orbit, uh, hard times 
uh, Ronson Chaos and Soap involved in and telling the story about how these clubs laid the platform um, for Leeds. Um, I was looking at some stats the other day and working it out, and I reckon that between 1988 and 1998, three to four million people came to Leeds through these clubs and others. Um, and I apologise to all the other clubs that were comfort in the exhibition, but this year we're starting small. So three to four million people came to Leeds over a 10-year period. And if you work that on minimum, a very conservative £20 a head spend, you're looking at between 70 and £90 million pounds yeah, exactly. that, that these clubs brought into Leeds in terms of the, the economy and restaurants and hotels. And, and, you know, I, so. and I guess, obviously, as well, because you mentioned that, obviously, three million or so number, that means obviously these events coming back now is far and reaching, isn't it? You know, it's not just Leeds, it's, I guess it's people from oh, all over. You, you know, when we I first booked Brandon Block, I was one of the first clubs in Leeds to book Brandon for Chaos to bring some of the London DJs mm. out of London to Leeds. And I did that for a reason because I thought that um, I wasn't getting the press or Leeds mm. wasn't getting the press that Manchester did. So I thought, how do I do it? And there were some great London DJs, Dave Durrell. Um, Steve Lee, Brandon Block, um, Nancy Noyes, Lisa Loud, um, and I started bringing all these DJs up to Leeds. And of course, when they started coming, the press followed them yeah, exactly. because it was very London centric at the time, um, and it was it, you know it just seemed to kick off, um, kick off Leeds. And then I can remember you know doing chaos at the warehouse. I had the Cream Boys ringing me up before Cream. Can I go on the guest list? You know, I was like, yeah, you know, Deb, Beer, everyone came, you know, um, and I looked after them all. And, um, you know, it did lay the platform and they went off and put their spin on their own nights, which is absolutely brilliant. And I guess, obviously, as well, you said the spin on their nights, but I guess, yeah. obviously, it's had that lasting impact on the city and clearly given the response to what you're doing now, it must have. Huge, yeah, because if you think, you know, when, when we formed up Euronson and Basics were bringing all their DJs in from America and, and also London and Vague were doing the same. Um, you know, we, we transported Ronson to Ibiza, which was at the time the, the clubbing capital of the world. Mm. Um, and to be able to produce an event at Space in 1993, I think, um, with 4,500 people of Italians you know, Spanish, it was transvestites, gays, it was like the mix was unbelievable. But also the press from around the world then mm. knew this night up your Ronson from Leeds. So we were flying the flag. Yeah, exactly. We were flying the flag internationally for Leeds and, you know, through the music that Basics brought out, we had uh, three top 30 hits with up your Ronson. Mm. That's when our club exploded because it you know, went national in the charts. And you for know. you, obviously, as well, it must be so great to be at this stage now and obviously yeah. you know, bringing it back and celebrating, obviously, as well. It is. It's, it's brilliant. You can't recreate the past, but what you can do is remember it mm. and you, you remember your history and your heritage. And I think that the story never got told and recognised, even properly by the council or the people who, at that point, saw the scene as evil acid house it wasn't you know we were bringing in a lot of people to yeah. leeds and they were spending a lot of money in the city exactly those and, sort of and numbers. <laughs> those, those sort of numbers now you, you know they're not far off at all so yeah really chuffed and it must be like a labor of love obviously going through getting all the bits together and i guess 
obviously having the gather this or the exhibition there at the yeah. end must be fantastic for you. And obviously yeah. you've got the big celebration as well. I mean that must be tying quite nicely. Yeah, the chaos event in Millennium Square mm-hmm. is is a recreation of one of our biggest nights at the Leeds Warehouse with Hardcore Uproar together, the band. Um, they went off last year and put this sort of classical thing together mm-hmm. um, and did very, very well. Uh, what we wanted to do is not jump on board with the classical element, but we're bringing the band over. So it's a 12-piece band with vocalists and a, a string section. So that's in Millennium Square, and that's really kicking off One Foot in the Rave, which starts the same day. So there's two events on the same day um, happening in Leeds. And that's going to be really special. I mean, imagine the demand for tickets for that. Obviously, the yeah. tickets will be so high. Okay? It is, yeah, it is at the moment. I think tickets are going well. We get a ticket uh, count every week. Mm. Um, I've looked at the event um, that the Leeds International Festival have been putting out with the Chinwags, with Dave Beer and Graham Park, mm. and, and Nightmares and Wax and myself um, on the opening night. And there's like 80, 90 people coming already, mm. clicking on. Yeah. So, so we're in a little bubble at the moment of organising it, going, oh, yeah, right, that's great. But when you actually see the interest, you think, ah, this, this is going to be quite special, yeah. And do you think, I guess, with that event in particular, with it kicking everything off, do you think you'll be able to take a second or two and enjoy it, or are you going to be very much hands-on the night? How's it going to be? Oh, God, I don't think so. I think me and Sharon are going to be <laughs> running around like headless chickens. We've, we've drafted in a lot of help and volunteers. Um, I think it's like anything, I'll just be maybe introducing the band and the DJs yeah. on doing what I do and making sure everyone's all right. It's, it's sort of kind of work. You know, yeah, exactly. but we'll video it and, and probably enjoy it afterwards <laughs> when it's all like all calmed down and you know. And I guess you'll see all these familiar faces that you might not have seen for years in some respects, and you know, coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> they are. There's loads of people coming out of the woodwork. It's when you put events on and you know people come out and and I've had loads of messages already from people coming from London and Newcastle and all over the place. So it'll be great to see everyone. Yeah. And do you think, I know we're probably a long way off this stage yet, but do you think if it is a success, which it looks like it obviously is going to be, would that be something you'd look to revisit in the future? How would you see that? I see the, the, the Leeds International Festival as, as like a yearly event mm. that's great for the city. Um, and this was an opportunity that came up, which is quite special, to mm. do a one-off event in a, an amazing tent. It's called the Spiegel Tent. Yeah. And it, it really does look amazing. You know, if we were, if I was to have done chaos years ago in this sort of tent in Leeds, oh, there'd have been 5,000 people turn up. So, um, but it's only 400 capacity. Mm. Um, and I think we've done about half the tickets in a week or two. So it's, it's heading for a sellout. Um, and we're looking to do an after party. We don't know yet. We're going to get some flyers printed up with a telephone number on saying for the after party, ring this number. <laughs> so we're going to go back little to our room. Yeah, little tricks, you know. You know we, so, so I'll turn the phone off <laughs> and leave a voicemail and people can ring up and find out where the after party is, which will be, it'll be in fitting with, with chaos and exactly. the brand. And um, I guess just sort of looking forward and wrapping up a little bit as well, I mean, it must have been such a time-consuming process to go through but I mean so many great memories for you as well I guess do you know what I was going through all the mix mags and there was stuff in there that I'd completely forgotten about mm. and, and there were pictures of friends and um, stories and nights I mean we did around three or four nights up your Ronson and back to basics together mm. uh, one was called the Unholy Alliance which <laughs> we were all dressed up as monks and it was hilarious you know so so you know although there was a little bit of um competitiveness between all the clubs back in the day 
you know, I think people did respect each other for what they did. Um, so, but yeah, the memories, it's great. You can't take them away. And I guess this will be really difficult, but I'll ask anyway. Yeah. What was your highlight from that time? Of your, oh I mean, there's several, obviously, but there's not really stands out for you. Okay. Um, the chaos highlight was, I think, probably the last event we ever did, which I, I thought we'd finish chaos after three years. Mm. I thought that was enough for any club brand. Um, and it was at the gallery. We had three thousand people there with Mike Pickering, Sasha. Oh, it was it was off the wall. Yeah. That was like brilliant. Yeah. Time, yeah, and that was like the fair, final farewell for mm. Chaos. Um, I'd say Soak was the event we did at Hacienda with um, Inner City um, Sasha um, on a Wednesday night. We took about eight hundred people from Leeds on coaches, oh, wow. and it was sold out. And, I, I, you know, Tony Wilson came up to me and went, oh, my God, I've never seen the Hacienda rocking like this. Well done. And I was like, yeah, great. From Tony Wilson, that was, like, quite a nice it's little... It's a fair pat on the back, back isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And um, we absolutely smashed it. Yeah, it was brilliant. I think we partied for two days at Sasha's house afterwards. Um, celebrating, we did, yeah, we did as well. Um, so that was Soak. And Chaos, oh, uh, Euronson, so many... But I think for me was the first event we did in space in Ibiza. We were uh, probably the first, one of the first British promoters to to have a go at putting a big event on at space. Mm. So I had Real to Real, Sasha, um, Alistair White, had Jeremy Healy, George from Nightmares on Wax, Shovel on Percussion. We put PAs out on the terrace, which was up there, and um, it went mental. We had like start at seven in the morning. By nine o'clock in the morning, there were four and a half thousand people going nuts, <laughs> and it was like, "Oh my God, didn't expect this." Um, and the highlight of that day was there was a power cutting played in Boston where space was, and about four o'clock in the afternoon, we were still going. There were still two thousand people in the club, and space used to close at one o'clock in the afternoon. So the owner was going, "Oh, I love you, Tony." I was <laughs> like, "I bet you do," and. Um, they, there was a power cut about four o'clock and all the power went off um, and I just looked at Shovel and went you got to keep playing Shovel and anyway he got something to help him and uh, you know <laughs> and he played for like half an hour on his bongos and just the whole of the terrace was going mental and then when Brandon I think he came back on with little Louis French Kiss and the whole place just absolutely erupted you know there's certain moments where you just go Wow, I'll never forget that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then we, the after party. So it finished about five, and the after party at Mambo's went on for about two days, I yeah, think, the again. After yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Shovel was still playing at 11 o'clock at night. He had blisters, <laughs> blood, hands bandaged. And that had my fault. Yeah, I hold my hands up. <laughs> but it was, yeah, great memories. And then, Tony, obviously, people listen to this, they'll be really interested to go to various events coming up. Yeah. Where can you get tickets and where can they find out more? Okay, for, for, for all the events, you've got to go to uh, the Leeds International Festival website, which is www.leedsinternationalfestival.com. And we'll put all the links on our website. All the links are there, all the Chinwag events are there. Um, the Chinwag, it's £5 to get in. A proportion of that goes to the MAP charity, uh, which is helping. Uh, kids in Leeds uh, get into the arts and music and yeah, the, ex the exhibition will start around 12 o'clock maybe a little bit earlier uh, during the day it's free from 11 o'clock till half past seven. And good luck. Thank you very much. Thank you yeah, Thank you. So Christian what did you make of uh, Tony? 
Yeah, fantastic. Uh, like he's, you sense the passion that comes across from him there, and you know, for him, he says it's not necessarily going to be something enjoyable for him because he'll be working it. But for for the hundreds of other people that will attend, I'm sure they'll absolutely love it. And like I say, just transporting them back to the days when when they attended those chaos nights. Um, there's there's an interesting video on our website actually of of what Majestic uh, used to be like in Leeds, former nightclub, which is turning into offices now. But there's a there's a really uh, interesting video floating around of a. Uh, people uh pretty pretty excited shall we say at club nights there and you know that's the sort of thing you, you do lose yourself in in the in the music don't you when you're really involved in something like that and it'll be a chance for these guys to do it again yeah exactly and Tony seems such a nice guy as well um you could tell there was like a real passion to get this back on yeah massively and it was interesting one of the things he says in the interview doesn't he it's interesting looking back that you know maybe these nights like I say we mentioned the Hacienda before maybe these nights like it was like chaos and the other nights um in Leeds maybe weren't well received by the council and the authorities at the time but it's interesting to sort of see how that sort of evolved a little bit I mean Tony just mentioned I think a little bit of the money it brought into the city which is massive yeah and also now it's it's nice to sort of see them working hand in hand and getting back together and obviously having this one big celebration on the 28th definitely I think a lot of the the, the cultural stuff that's going on in Leeds at the moment you know the, the failed bid for 2023 unfortunately but there's there's going to be something happening around that but a lot of what, what's going on around that is looking towards the future, you know, what's going to come to Leeds in the future. But it's just as important to, to reflect on nights that, you know, people are a little bit older now will have such fond memories of and, mm. and bringing them back to life as part of Leeds' culture. And that, that's crucial, and this will certainly do that. And it'd be interesting to see as well, I'm sure this would be a massive success, it'd be interesting to see going forward whether there's another event similar, like if it's an annual thing, whether it's, you know, more regular than any, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I guess that depends on the popularity of it. But, you know, if this is something that's down your street, then get along and like Tony says it could be something that becomes a more more regular thing again yeah exactly so that's going to be part of the Leeds International Festival taking place um, a, a few weeks time um, so from one night is icon in chaos <laughs> to um, another and take that yeah oh, fantastic uh, love it oh it's no who like... doesn't <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes take that their musical the band came to Leeds um, last week we caught with um, uh, the star of it Curtis T. Johns he, he's a Leeds lad himself. That was quite nice having him back here, obviously, for the event at the Grand. He loved it, I think. But yes, to take that musical, it's it's not quite what you think. It's not actually a musical just about take that. Of course, it features the music, but it's a, it's a general story about sort of fandom. And it is a bit like what we talking about a minute ago with Chaos, I guess, like nostalgia. It's um, a group of girls who have loved a band maybe say in the 90s and then growing up and maybe come back together for the love of the band when they reformed basically yes I've not seen it but our colleague Sam saw it and she absolutely loved it she did and you know talking about that nostalgia she came in and she was absolutely buzzing the next day in the office she couldn't stop talking about it she went with her mum and you know I think they uh they were fangirling massively over overtake that and they were huge fans back in the day so yeah this is this is huge and it's got the backing of, of all the guys and take that i know gary barlow is very central figure isn't he and he's, he's very keen for this to do well so um yeah if you were a fan of take that and there i'm sure there are plenty of people who are Just big take that think, fans yeah. uh this is this is definitely the one for you so uh yeah it's, it's well worth a listen yeah so we'll catch up with Curtis now and then we'll have a little chat in a sec Hi, I'm Curtis T. Johns and I play one of the boys in the band, in the band. Um, Curtis, so yes, we're here at the Grand Theatre in Leeds. Obviously you're from Leeds yourself. How does it feel to be back here? Uh, I mean, it's, it's great to be home. I've, I've waited a while to get home because you can travel and see my dog and, and get some of your normal life back. Um, and there's a lot of family and friends that are coming throughout the two weeks, so it makes the, the shows a little bit more... Um, exciting and, and a little bit more pressure to make sure that I'm really good <laughs> um, and obviously it's been a long I guess a long time for you now hasn't it I mean it's still a big tour to come as well um, how's it been sort of for the start getting to this point and sort of looking um, I mean it's, it's 
we obviously did the show, um, the Let It Shine show, like last February, mm. where we were live on TV and, and the public voted and whatnot. Then we did the workshops for several months. Then we opened um, last September in Manchester. So it's like all of these big kind of checkpoints, and it does feel a little bit blurry. I mean, trying to think back to one of the shows in in Norwich, for example, and that was only like a month or two ago, and it's very difficult to remember because life goes so quickly. Um, it's hard to remember every show you ever do and again yeah we have like a full year ahead of more venues and more shows so it's a it's a nutty world we live in yeah exactly and how has it been obviously performing those big iconic songs as well being part of that yeah there's there's a pressure i remember when um we did the first workshop and, and, and i got the songs that i was doing in the show and um you know gary was there watching and that there's <laughs> a scary moment where they're watching and you're like carrying the legacy of their songs and mm. you don't want to do it bad um, so that was a pressure but now that we've seen the reaction and stuff from the fans and, and you know they like the way we do some of the songs so it's it's a bit chill now and I guess another good thing for you must be the reviews I mean everywhere you've been she's got great reviews yeah, as well. the yeah. fans as well seem to love it as well which is amazing yeah they do the, the reviews are really really good I think that the amazing thing about this show is not a lot of people know what to expect when they watch it they go in with mm. a, a particular idea of what it's going to be like and they leave um, you know with a, with a completely different idea and there's a, an entirely original story in it and, and sometimes it gets people and, um, and obviously on social media as well um, the response on that must be great for you as well yeah yeah the, we, we get a lot of like fan response and um, you know a lot of people um, booking multiple venues and, and we see familiar faces oh, really? which is really nice um a longer tour to have that familiarity with fans um, but yeah of course you know we owe some of that to take that because their fans are very loyal to the mm. show and whatnot. so and um, along the way obviously you mentioned Gary obviously the band itself I mean they must be really supportive to you guys because well, I mean they seem to be everywhere for trying to promote the show and obviously yeah. yourselves and what you do I mean they, they've got the experience themselves that you know when they started out they were on the road and they did um, a lot of shows and sometimes to good audiences and then bad audiences and whatnot. So the experience they carry from being take that for thirty years, mm. um, you know, they try and do pass that on to us. And this is their baby as well. They're all co-producers. They want this to, you know, really work well with the fans. And I guess at certain points during the tour as well, you've had them join you on stage. How's how's that been? Obviously, having that's always it like very exciting I mean we're used to it now it's like happened six or seven times but um, it, it's definitely a special buzz the way the audience reacts and uh, just sharing the stage with them it's quite you're in awe I'm supposed to be doing dance moves and I always end up messing them up and just <laughs> watching them perform because it's like front row seat at a concert yeah exactly um, and I guess the fans want to know would we maybe expect them in Leeds do you know um, who knows I mean they've made a point of you know um, they can turn up anywhere in any place and not necessarily on the opening night like in Hull they didn't turn up on the opening night um, so who knows I'd love it for them to come here with it being my hometown um, but we don't know it depends how busy they are <laughs> and um, obviously you mentioned your hometown added pressure or is it a more relaxed idea being back in Leeds um, how do you feel I like? think there's an added pressure I mean it's great to be home if you like the home comforts and everyone's got the same accent which is really good um, but yeah there is an added pressure because there's a lot of friends and a lot of family that are coming throughout the run to watch the show so I've got to be on form and yesterday, obviously, there's the big announcement that the um, the band will be going to London for a period. Yeah, West End. I mean, yeah, I mean, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, it's um, it's something I never thought um, a year ago I'd be saying that we'd be doing. Um, yeah, we're going to the West End, 50 
um, performances in December throughout January and then after that we go back into the extension and, and end up finishing next March so it's it's hard to picture right now which so far in advance um, what it's going to be like and has there been a moment from obviously when you applied to the CV show obviously and then getting through there to where we are now where was the moment you thought wow is this really happening what, what was the point I, I still I think that still happens now to be honest um, like again the, the contrast in yesterday and today um, you know I'm on a rooftop performing with Take That announcing the West End on the top of the West End Theatre and then today I'm opening in my hometown to a sold out show um, you know two things I'd never do day after each other so like you think you're going to wake up from a dream and then it happens all over again the next day and I guess just finally to wrap up what what would be your message to I guess friends and family more to the point as well fans that are coming to see the show tonight and join the run here at Leeds um, I'd probably say um, enjoy it um, soak up the story because it was designed and written for you guys um, come see us all at stage door we come out every night to speak to fans and see what you thought of the show um, and I think it is it belongs in Manchester and Leeds and, and, and the more northern cities it is, it, for me anyway, it's a very northern story. So that's my interview with Curtis T. Johns who's starring in the band who's been touring the country, it's just been here at the Grand Theatre in Leeds and our team member Sam has been to review it, what was it like Sam? Um, I loved the show I think when there's a show that's built around a band's music like the Spice Girls musical was which was famously quite a big flop um, but then you have massive hits like Mamma Mia, which obviously did wonders for Abba's back catalogue. You're always a bit apprehensive as to how it's going to go, but mm. I can honestly say that as a show, it stands in its own sort of stead as a, as a quality musical. It is not just to take that fanzine uh, on the stage. And without giving too much away, yeah. for anyone that's going to go and see it on the tour, what can they expect? What's the narrative a little bit? The biggest thing, this isn't a musical about Take That. If you're looking for a musical about the band and about its history, this is not what this show is. However, what's incredibly powerful about it is that it uses the music of Take That to tell stories about friendship and the bonds that develop when you've got people that follow a band through the thick and thin, through the reunions and the breakups, and what that can do for their relationship. So Take That's like the glue that holds all the mm. other characters together, but it is definitely an exploration of normal people and of the fans, and I think that's what the audiences can relate to. And obviously as well, with Curtis, we spoke about it going to the West End later this year. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's something which will be a success in the West End? Definitely, yeah. I mean, there was a full standing ovation at the theatre on um, Tuesday when I saw it, and it was much deserved. Um, They've, so I know they've sold out some of the lead run as well, so um, I know tickets were in hot demand. And usually tours that come off the West End are only in Leeds for maybe four or five nights. Mm. The fact that this one had the best part of a two-week run says a lot for it. And I think they've had the demand in other theatres as well. So, yeah, I can see it being a big hit on the West End. And I guess as well, if you're going to see it, whether it's here or elsewhere, take your hankies, take your tissues, because it's a bit of a tearjerker. Yeah, I mean, I'm a horribly emotional person as it is, so I'm not always the best barometer for these things, but... Um, yeah, very, very moving. Some scenes, particularly with the way they use the music, just absolutely heartbreaking. And you will, if you're like me, you'll sob your eyes out. But yeah, very emotional. And obviously the full review is on our website, but what would you give out of five? I gave it five stars on our website, um, which is something I don't very often do, so that's significant. <laughs> I use the five-star banner very rarely. I feel like something has to really blow me away for it, and this did, absolutely. So yeah, fantastic show. So that's the band, obviously, been here at the Leeds Grand Theatre and then moving across the country before it goes to the West End later this year. Yep. Um, Sam, while you're on, um, we've been doing a lot with our a team. 
with introducing to the podcast. Can you tell us three things that you love about Leeds and why? Okay, so I'm born and bred in Leeds, been here a while, but living here now as an adult, I'd say the three things I love about Leeds. First of all, it's fantastic pub uh, and brewery scene. We're very lucky in that we've got a lot of old pubs, new pubs. We've got microbreweries popping up like Northern Monk, uh, and we've got some real specialists in craft ales. So if you're if you're like me and you like your craft beers, then you can't go wrong with Leeds. You're never too far from somewhere for a good pint. And your favourite pub would be, if that's too White Locks has to be White Locks. It's allegedly the oldest pub in Leeds. It's down a Ginnell off Brigger and it's just beautiful and the beers are really good and the staff are lovely and on a Saturday night it's just a really nice place to be. Um, second favourite thing, probably the Grand Theatre to be honest, I'm a complete musical addict. Nice and fitting for what we're talking about. Yeah, then, yeah. Um, I've been reviewing shows there um, as part of my job for years now and it's a lovely theatre, it's very ornate. They have a fantastic lineup of shows, they get a lot of the West End shows that other regional theatres don't bag so it's you know there's a lot of gravitas behind the name um so yeah the grand having that on your doorstep is fantastic and finally the third thing i'm gonna have to say um kirkstall abbey which is a bit left field but i live in kirkstall i'm lucky enough that i'm very close to it Mm. and to have something so historic and beautiful so close to what is effectively the city centre Mm. and to be able to just wander around and just escape the city and go somewhere so tranquil uh, with so much rich history is just wonderful I think Leeds is very lucky to have it and when is it you prefer it best what time of year summer if you can sit outside the air bar in the calls with a beer by the river I'm happy so summer for me yeah (laughs) lots of nice places for a pint outside in the summer and it's just nicer to be around the city it's the good thing about Leeds is that you can comfortably walk around it in not too much time it's not too big Mm. you get cities that are too big um, and you can't cross them, but you can do that comfortably in Leeds in the day. So when the weather's nice, it's an even nicer sort of day to explore. Great stuff. Thank you, Sam. And obviously we'll hear from you in the next couple of weeks on our next editions. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So that was Curtis from the Take That Musical, The Band. Obviously, Sam, our colleague, gave us her view on it, and she seemed to really love it, which has looked great, obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know uh, there were big crowds on, on, on all the nights uh, that, that it was here in Leeds, and um, Sam was just one of so many. I think she was quite hopeful that she'd actually get a surprise appearance from the from the tape that guys themselves. It didn't quite happen for Sam, but not it, on that occasion. It has no. happened to a few people around the country, so you, you never know. You never know. She was she was hopeful. Yes, exactly, and. Um, we should teach you what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're working away as part of Leeds International Festival, which we mentioned earlier. There's going to be Live at Leeds, as there is every year. We're going to do a special podcast dedicated to Live at Leeds. It's going to feature um, Pull Apart by Horses, who are the Leeds band, and a lot of other acts who are playing. So that should be really cool, obviously. Yeah, that'll be great. And it's, you know, it's picked up year on year, Live at Leeds. There's, there's so much going on, and the whole city gets involved, which I think is quite unique for the festival. That mm. you know, Wherever you go in Leeds on that weekend, you know that it's on, it's, it's happening. And the fact that we're going to be speaking to Pull Apart by Horses, that'll be great, Can't can't wait to listen to that one exactly and right now on the website there's also the full set lists well the set times even so that's um, on our website at www.leads-live.co.uk um, get that one out there um, that's there now so if you want to plan your festival weekend you're more than welcome to try and avoid them clashes if you can but it's difficult I know we've like that it's always tricky it's always tricky yeah so thank you for listening for this week it's been a pleasure as always yeah it's been fantastic and like I say do get in touch with all those ideas that you want to hear on on the podcast here you know we we like to think that we're doing the right thing but we're we're not entirely sure until you guys let us know so if there's something you want us to review let us know and we'll do our best yes great stuff and we'll speak to you next time
Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij de Huawei P Smart. Voor 14,50 per maand, 100 minuten of sms'jes en 1500 MB internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust weken. Kijk op ben.nl. Let op. Geld plenen kost geld.